Yeah. So I'm super cool. Uh, uh, nice. Uh, yeah, I'm super cool. <laughs> yeah, you are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Edit that out, Jordan. <laughs> yes, please. Uh, I don't want that in there. <laughs> I really don't. Oh, it's going in. Oh, uh, no. That's the cold open. That's the cold open. Oh, no. <laughs> You're done, kid. <laughs> How dare you guys? <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Cross Platform Media Podcast. I'm your host, Yoakum, and joined with my awesome co-host, Courtney. Hello. And Jordan Danger. Yo, yo, yo. Awesome. How was your week, guys? Um, Mine was pretty good. Uh, I had like a nice relaxing week, so I'm very happy. Nice. Jordan? Uh, mine was pretty chill. Uh, same deal relaxing just played video games for the most part when i wasn't working nice nice and Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i've been uh as we discussed on an earlier episode i did have uh the rona and i've just been dealing with some lingering issues with that bummer brother my sinuses have been like all jacked up and for a while uh like i was just completely blocked up and then when I started decongesting, I got like a drip and then my chest was congested and then I lost my voice for like a few days. So listeners, if I sound a little weird right now, like this is the first day that I sound anything normal in over a week. So I'm running with it and I'm happy with it. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. What have you guys been playing this week? Ooh, I've been playing Pokemon, obviously. Um, I haven't really played anything else. Oh, I did, I did a uh, for like maybe two seconds. Uh, played Dark Souls. Nice. <laughs> to, to, <laughs> yes. Um, but other than that, uh, that's about it. Um, oh, yeah, no, that's about it. That's all I've been playing. Nice, nice, Jordan. Uh, so the reason Courtney has got maybe two seconds of Dark Souls gameplay in is because I've been playing the Dark Souls series over again. Um, I'm on a quest to beat all the games that I've never beaten. And I've beaten all the Dark Souls games, but never completely alone. So about a year ago, I set out to like get that done. I was mm-hmm. just going to marathon all the games, play them alone, make sure like I can actually beat the games. And I, I do this thing with video games where I'll get to the last boss... And then you need the help of your girlfriend. <laughs> no, I mean, uh... <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'll get to the last boss and then like stop playing for the night, and then never have the motivation to pick it up again. Oh yeah, because I'm like, why am I gonna just turn on the game to die a bunch of times and then not play the game anymore? Yep. So I'm going back. I'm doing Dark Souls 1, 2, 3, uh, Sekiro, Bloodborne, a plethora of other games. Playing through Sekiro. Oh, dude. It's a good one. Oh, man. I remember when when that game first came out and people were talking about it and how insanely difficult it is. It's actually not terrible. I, I mean, I heard people saying it was much harder than Dark Souls. It's different. Um, okay, it's more the, of a different. So, 
I mean, the the deal is, I I might be biased because a Dark Souls game is always easier if you've played a Dark Souls game before. Okay. And Sekiro is obviously just like it's a Soulsborne game, so we lump it in with the uh with that. Right. But um, Dark Souls allows you to play in like multiple different ways, right? Like you can build your character differently. You can do you know roll sword right. and shield, just sword, you know, dual wield, whatever. Um, Sekiro like blocks you from that you're basically just a like the gameplay is designed around like your stamina and having to manage it well okay um it's a really neat system but it's just it's a little rigid and i can see why people wouldn't be down got it okay but yeah well good luck with that oh i don't need it so when you say that like you want to finish all the games you've not finished is this like total library or just like these games in particular no it's it's mostly the games i just set out to to beat alone got Um, it yeah without the help of your girlfriend yeah sure (laughs) yeah (laughs) you care to explain jordan all right so here's the deal right i'm at courtney's house i'm playing dark souls one i'm fighting a boss i've never beaten alone and i'm uh getting in there and dying after about a minute each time so Courtney walks by and goes, oh, I'd like to try. So I hand off the controller. She gets into this boss fight and turns into Neo from the Matrix because she moves like they do. And she's like, good, dodging and dodging and dodging all these attacks that I've been getting wrecked by. And she lasted like five minutes in this boss fight. Granted, not doing much damage. But the fact is, she survived much longer than I did. Okay. And uh, it spiraled out of control, and now she thinks she's better. Um, <laughs> I don't think that I'm very. These, I just thought it was funny because you are struggling so much, and I pick it false. up out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> Courtney doesn't think that she's better than you. She knows that she's better than you. <laughs> and I know she's wrong. Well, if it's any if it's any consolation to you guys, I've never even played Dark Souls. Video idea? Oh gosh. Video idea. <laughs> oh. I've seen people do videos where it's like I play Dark Souls and I like take a drink or take a shot every time I die. Oh no. Yes. Oh no. That's bad. Yeah. And I I've watched a friend of mine play Dark Souls and I'm just like, I don't I don't know if that's right for me, but... I I would like to drop you into Dark Souls 1 and just see you go through, like, the tutorial area. Ah, potential video idea. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ah, mm-hmm. ah. Yes, yes. Well, it would have to be something like turn-based RPG player plays Dark Souls for the first time. Because I mostly just play Pokemon. (laughs) Pokey Kid plays Dark Souls. Ooh. (laughs) I like it. So, yeah, that, I think that would be a good idea. Might be something that we can uh, foreshadow and look into in the future here. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, I've just been... I, I played Pokemon a bit, and I'm slowly progressing through the game, and I'm now in this like weird place where 
I want to progress with the story, but I still want to stay in each of these little mini maps and explore and discover everything that I possibly can. I get you. So I finally made it to the next region, the next area after um, the Crimson Mirelands with the I, I made it to the area of the volcano. Okay. Yes. Yes. And I caught myself a Growlithe. Nice. And I evolved him. I was excited and disappointed when I saw Arcanine. Um, why is that? I feel like they deviated too much from the look of Growlithe. Oh, okay. And so, like, when they when they established, or when they showed what Growlithe was going to look like, I, I started getting really excited of what Arcanine was going to look like, how they were going to accentuate the the curls and i mean even the color scheme changed you went from red uh like that red and white to just like red and like charcoal mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so i thought they were going to make him look more like those um i want to say gargoyle but it's not a gargoyle those uh those types of statues that Growlithe is based off of yeah 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 yeah, yeah. you know i got that too when i first saw um uh, saw the yeah design exactly so but i got him and then i also evolved my stantler into weird ear nice uh and it's a shiny stantler too oh yes i remember uh-huh so i'm really excited about that um a green weird ear looks kind of weird uh, anyways um but <laughs> nonetheless like I don't care what people say when they say that Legends Arceus is, like, the easiest game to get a shiny because they, like, you're, like, almost guaranteed a shiny when there's, like, those swarms. Mm-hmm. I don't care about that because it's still the first shiny that I've caught. Oh, you poor boy. I don't even like Pokemon and I've caught a shiny. Legit. Okay. Well. Anyways... So let's go ahead and get into some of the notable news of the week. We had a couple of games that really stood out to uh, Jordan and I. So I'll go ahead and kick us off. The first that I wanted to talk about was Voice of Cards. Uh, So that by the time you guys are listening to this podcast, it's already going to be out. It's going to be on the Switch, the PC, and the PS4, interestingly enough not the ps5 weird so it is a tabletop rpg game and you play using cards and it's from the art director of the near series which i mean that's an absolutely beautiful game or beautiful series as it is when i was watching the trailer for this game the cards looked gorgeous and it's kind of up my alley when it comes to uh, like a style of games that I like. I have my fair share at playing some uh, card games that I've really enjoyed. Uh, mostly playing on my phone. Like there was one I used to play called Shadowverse. I don't know if either of you guys played that one. Uh, it was really fun. Uh, oh, um, no. Okay. Uh, next we have Monarch. Um, so this is a tactical RPG game. Well, I am not a fan of tactical games like Fire Emblem or 
this one I used to play called Devil Survivor. It's just it's something about the gameplay I just can't really super get into. But when I was looking at this game, it looked really cool. Uh, it was made in a style that I absolutely adore. You know, it's kind of like an anime-esque game. So when that comes out, I will most likely be checking out some videos, you know, Twitch and YouTube and such, and see if it is something that I can get into because it, like I said, it looked awesome and I'm looking forward to see how it turns out. How about, how about you? Uh, bah. I'm using it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make mistakes on this recording. <laughs> i will crush you all right and jordan looked like there was a couple of games that really stood out to you that are coming up yeah 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 um they're they're pretty popular ones i'm sure most people have heard of these by now but uh this one this first one will definitely be out by the time this goes up um horizon forbidden west sequel to horizon zero dawn uh, if you don't yeah. know what it is it's an open world RPG where you um, use caveman tactics to hunt down robot dinosaurs. Perfect description. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when that game first came out, is for the PS4, right? Yeah. I so wished I had a PS4. That game looked so dope. Like you said, using mm. caveman tactics to take down giant robot dinosaurs like it was so cool it's sick it's and sick. i might finally play the game since i am getting a prius 4 soon so yeah i mean you could do that it's also it just got a release on pc mm. uh, a few months ago actually so that's what i've been playing on recently um in anticipation for the sequel nice yeah um yeah i'm just excited man looks like the same game with more mechanics more caveman tactics it's yeah. gonna be fun uh the second game i'm really 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 excited for is elden ring dark souls with a horse that's basically all you need to know okay uh, it was the demon love child between hidetaka miyazaki the creator of the Souls series you know and george rr R. martin the uh, game of thrones guy now, so that'll be interesting. Is that just like a, like a reference that you're or like an analogy you're making, or is it actually like them no, coming together? It's it's literally the the Dark Souls guy and the Game of Thrones guy got together and made a game. That's awesome. Yeah, it's actually really funny because uh, you know George R. R. Martin, Game of Thrones, it's probably like the biggest competitor to like Lord of the Rings, right? Yeah. Uh, so they got together and made a game about powerful rings i guess just to shove it in tolkien's face wow i'm not sure uh what the what the deal is there but i'm hoping there's beef <laughs> yeah i have a friend of mine who brought that game up as well and up until well recording the podcast and hearing it from my friend i've not heard anything about this game like nothing through Twitter, nothing through Facebook. So when to see like back to back YouTube, like super excited about it, uh, it it got me like really intrigued to to kind of mm -hmm. yeah to look into it and see what it's all about. And yeah, man, nice. 
yeah, so let's go ahead and take a look at the topic of the week here. So our wonderful and dear listeners, we wanted to kind of showcase the games that made us. These are the games that we played growing up. These are the games that are near and dear to our hearts that really shaped uh, kind of who we are as, for lack of a better term, nerds. Mm-hmm. And turn is like, I'm not part of that. <laughs> Who, me? Yeah. That, that, what? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Seemed like uh, you're like, yeah, no. I'm just above you both. <gasps> well, so there, there's a difference between a nerd and a loser. <laughs> see i agree with that <laughs> and so, right in the center of that venn diagram is yokum okay. <laughs> he's throwing in shade okay. over there like a big old oh, oak God. tree that's what they call me yeah it is not bussing <laughs> so to kind of kick us off this this week with our topic I'll go ahead and kind of spearhead us into this. Uh, so the, the the first one, of course, for anybody that knows me, that really comes to mind would, of course, be Pokemon. Now, what a lot of people don't know is why I love Pokemon so much. And not to bring down the mood too much, uh, but just kind of give a big scope of of my life. So growing up through elementary, middle school, most of high school, it may be a shocker to you guys. Um, but I was not considered uh, what you would call like one of the cool kids. No, uh, cool. I don't think any of us were. <laughs> <laughs> And that's yeah, why I think we're, we're here. All, yeah, we're all <laughs> on okay, the same we're, page. We're, we're the cool kids now. We're the cool kids now. Oh, thank you. So with that, I I was severely and horribly bullied growing up in school. And well, that's a bummer. I apologize. Eh, you know, it's made me who I am today. So, mm, um, mm. but going home from school, I always had Pokemon. As kind of like a, a constant source of joy and happiness. And even in the midst of all the bullying and the troubles I had with school, like I built some awesome friendships uh, because of Pokemon. Two of my best friends in middle school, you know, after middle school, unfortunately, we stopped talking. But throughout middle school, two of my best friends, like we met because of Pokemon. And my best friend now, who I met in high school, and we still talk, you know, gosh, it has been over 10 years that we've been friends. We met and became best friends because of Pokemon. And so through all of that, I always had like that kind of that source of, of joy and happiness to kind of not so much escape, because I think to say like escape from it is kind of unhealthy. Um, it was more of something to look forward to at the end of the day, you know, because I didn't have to worry about what happened at school that day. I got to 
you know, talk about it with my mom, kind of work through it and focus my attention on something else. Now, fast forward a little bit. When I was a teenager, um, my mom actually had passed away and dealing with all of that and still dealing with the crap at school. Um, I still, once again, didn't have to worry about so much what happened at school and in the midst of dealing with funerals and uh, all the other legal ramifications of losing your folks, I still got to decompress at the end of the day with Pokemon. And so that is why I love Pokemon so much. And that's why it means so much to me. It's not just purely because the game is fun the creatures are cute or even even the the nostalgia factor of it like there are so many things i played growing up that don't really hold that nostalgia factor you know like sonic mm-hmm. like sonic for example i played so much sonic when i was a kid i've tried picking up sonic games now and i just can't get into it you know so it's not so much that nostalgia factor or any of those but really it's a lot more of a sentimental reason and and that's why uh pokemon has been such a big deal to me which is why i've got you know squirtle and a blastoise hoodie tattooed on my forearm you know (laughs) and you know and and all of that aside yes they're fun games the creatures are cute you know and when i was a kid i used to draw a lot more i draw all i mean i draw so many pokemon when i was a kid and make my own and and all of that you know like all the fun stuff as well so it's like to me pokemon is that complete package of an experience and so in the future we can get a pokemon game you know it could be a core series game that's like total crap and people are hating on it so much um and i'm still gonna love it you know the only game that really was difficult for me was sun and moon yeah <laughs> that game was rough yeah. even yeah even you couldn't get past that one huh you know that one actually that game scared me because really because of my like in a sense disappointment yeah i thought i was getting to the point where i was kind of growing out of pokemon oh no Yep, I kind of took my lack of getting into it as like, oh, is, am I done? Like, is, is this it? Is this the end of the road for me? And then they came out with Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, and that was co- just totally fixed. Beautiful, beautiful. Because those games were, I, I feel like Ultra Sun and Moon are what regular Sun and Moon should have been. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's that that's me on pokemon uh the other game i wanted to talk about and i and i mentioned this before in episode zero as well was the Mega Man battle network series mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so when i was i got into battle network when i was probably like 12 and it was battle network 3 how i end, i do not remember how i ended up getting the game uh, mm-hmm. but somehow i ended up with it and it was so different than your typical Mega Man game, you know, because Mega Man is a platformer 
and I'm not the biggest fan of platformers, but I still played it when I was a lot younger uh, for the Game Boy, and it was great. Um, but when I found the Battle Network series, it is for the, for those of you that don't know the the Battle Network series is an RPG style Mega Man game where. Uh, in the overworld, you're you're running around as a kid named Lan. When you are in the internet, you're running around as Mega Man, and that's where you engage in battle. And you've got your regular, like, you know, um, Mega Blaster, Mega Buster, that's what it was, um, as, like, your kind of, like, backup attack. But you really used these, like, they're kind of like computer chips uh as your main moves and so the idea was you're going through the game you're collecting new ones swapping out the old ones there's different combos that you can set up and it's all fun and and it's great those games are so much fun and so i played three and then a friend of mine gave me four but it wouldn't hold a save file so like i'd play it and then that was it and then, like, I oh, played it, I play it again. And then uh, when I had my Game Boy Advance SP, I would play it. And then I would just leave my Game Boy sitting there, like, plugged into <laughs> yeah. the charger. Uh, I remember the days. Yes, and then too. that was me with the GameCube when I didn't have a memory card yet. Oh, yeah. Ah, oh, the days of memory cards, too. But of course, you know, I as a kid, I would never set the Game Boy on a solid surface it was of course, of course sitting <laughs> on my sitting on my bed or sitting on my tiny little nightstand or the cord would be hanging and my dog would come around and like whip their tail around the cord mm -hmm. or i would trip over it and as we know uh maybe depending on uh the younger audience may not know this with the uh, cartridges but for those of us that know, what happens when you drop a Game Boy Advance with a cartridge in it? The game <laughs> freezes. <laughs> and so, oh gosh. And so I made more friends that played the game. I like I thought it was a super like niche game because nobody played it. And I eventually made more friends that played it. And so in the span of like my middle school years. I want to say I was 11, actually, when I started playing. So I think I was in the sixth grade. But mm -hmm. throughout my middle school life, they had... Because I had three. I believe four was already out. I don't know what the story about what five was. But I ended up having three, four, five. And then the sixth one came out. And oh boy, that game was a game changer. Because you had you would get the abilities of other uh they were called net navvies uh other heroes if you will and you would cross like you'd be able to get their abilities and so like your look would change and it would be all dope and i ended up getting both versions because with the Mega Man battle network series they always put out uh from three to six they put out two versions of the game and I had both versions of six. And so fast forward to my adult years, I now can say that I have a complete collection of the Mega Man Battle Network series. That's so satisfying. It is so satisfying. My next step is to go on Etsy and find somebody that does like the reproduction boxes. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. The the most common one I see is they uh, print the art and they put it in an old DS uh, case. Oh, that's pretty uh, cool. Because back uh, the DS games, they had the regular DS card slot, but above it, they had the Game Boy Advance slot as well. So I'll probably just end up going that route. I have found a couple of people that actually make boxes, but we'll see because I eventually want to see that on my shelf. It's like the complete collection in my reproduction boxes. Yeah, yeah. And last but not least, uh, I'll I'll go ahead and, and kind of get through this one a little bit quicker was Dante's Inferno. Oh, beautiful. It is such a beautiful game. And up to that point, I had not played games like this. You know, um, I was, I want to say when I played Dante's Inferno, I was probably like 18. And, Mm. you know, I played my fair share of games like Halo, where it's like live action, you got to get through dodge and, and all of that kind of stuff. But for the most part, it was like Mega Man wasn't turn based, but it was still pretty simplistic, even though it was a real time battle because you were on a grid system. So there was yeah. only so much you can do. There's only so much the enemies can do. And then Pokemon and various other uh, time uh, or uh, turn based games. So like that was the majority of my gaming. And when a friend of mine told me about Dante's Inferno, I had an Xbox 360 and a little bit of of money and so i went and bought it in that game whole boy like just the story you know i i've never read dante's inferno oh it's good i i would imagine so (laughs) it's a classic (laughs) yeah it very much is it's quite literally yeah yeah we've been reading it for a long time man what i also really loved about the game was there was like a lot of history there was yeah. you know because they had like figures and history in the game and as you're diving deeper into the inner circles of hell to to save your wife in the game you had your unholy power and your holy power mm-hmm. and as you're playing the game the choices that you make because you, you, you'll come across people and you have to make the choice. Like, do you punish them for their sins or do you absolve them for their sins? And the choices that you make increase the level of both your unholy power and your holy power. And your unholy power, you use uh, a scythe because the first boss in the game is uh, you fight death and then you take his scythe. And then the holy power you use a cross that i believe was given to you by your wife or it is her cross so super interesting game uh the the i mean it was so well done i've asked some people like how does it how does it compare to the source material and people said that it was a pretty fair and safe adaptation of the source material same with they had years ago on Netflix, they had an animated movie of Dante's Inferno. I feel like that movie was just a carbon copy of the game in itself. Mm-hmm. St- still really fun. And the reason that game was so impactful for me is it opened up a genre of games in a, in a, a gameplay style that I am just not used to at the time. And if it's kind of made... It's made 
those types of games less scary in the sense of like the consequences or if you die it's really not that big of a deal yes yeah. i don't know like i'm not ultra competitive and i'm not a sore loser but when it comes to playing video games by myself the last thing i want to do is lose at some point which is why i still haven't blacked out in legends arceus because <laughs> i'm way too careful <laughs> So th those were some of the games that were really impactful to me growing up and really kind of shaped my uh, nerddom in a sense. Uh, Courtney, how, how about you? Why don't you share with us some of the, the games that, that made you and shaped you? Of course, of course. Um, so one of them is obviously Pokemon. Um, yeah! I don't really... <gasps> Shocker. <laughs> um... I honestly don't really remember when I actually picked up the game and started playing it, mm -hmm. but I have these two older twin sisters that were really into Pokemon, and I think they just kind of, like, showed me and just, like, had me play a little bit, um, and um, what, my clearest memory of me, like, really getting into Pokemon um, is I played Pokemon XD um, on the GameCube. Nice. And um, when Toys R Us was still open, um, they had like a small section of where they're sh uh, selling uh, Pokemon uh, plushies, and one of them was Pikachu. Nice. And I still have that. I still have that Pikachu plushie. He's the little <laughs> round, a uh, little, just a little potato-looking Pikachu. <laughs> How old is that plushie? Do you think? Oh gosh, I am twenty-two. Uh, that thing is probably, I think I got that when I was, like, around five? Oh my goodness. Yeah, this thing is old. <laughs> that is so cool. Yeah, I, I love it so much. Like, I still have it, and I was like, I'm never getting rid of it. It's like, that thing holds, like, a, like, a special place in my heart. <laughs> Your little potato but Pikachu. Yeah, my potato Pikachu. He looks like a little potato with little nub hands and feet. And I mean, little <laughs> er, early like... Pikachu did look very uh, potato-esque. Yes. <laughs> That's what I love about this so Bring much. Bring back the old potato. Yeah. Yes, please. <laughs> I, that's what I loved about G-Max Pikachu in uh, Sword and Shield is they brought back the chunk yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah continuing it's uh that's like the earliest memory that i have like picking up pokemon and all that stuff and um what was it i just kind of like continued playing pokemon since yeah. until like continuing till today obviously but like um and mostly like um had like a special place for me because i always had it on like the game boy or the the DS or the 3DS, like, throughout time. Yep. Um, after my parents got divorced, um, I moved to another state. And I basically, obviously, like, I, okay, um, I switched schools, like, five times when I was living out in New Mexico. Yeah. And so I didn't have any friends, basically. So I would always have my DS to play on. And I would play Pokemon. Mm -hmm. and my mom will always bring me to like GameStop or wherever to like pick up the new Pokemon game and I'll just play that and now I wasn't supposed to bring my DS to school or my Game Boy to go <laughs> to school 
Hmm. I snuck it in my bag <gasps> and I would play that. <gasps> I know, shocker. Oh, I didn't my say this. God. Cut, Jordan, cut that out. My mom was You are going to, this. to jail. <laughs> you are so in trouble. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Dude, I'm telling on you. <laughs> oh, don't! I'm seeing her next weekend. <laughs> Quickly, audience, tweet at Courtney's mom. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. It's just like throughout uh, elementary, middle school, and even high school. Um, I just had my DS on me and always play Pokemon games, especially throughout high school. Um. Mm-hmm. I had like multiple friend groups that would play Pokemon and all that stuff. So I just kind of jumped from friend group to friend group. So when my um, my best friend wasn't in that day at school, I would go to one of the other groups and stuff. And we'll just kind of hang out and do Pokemon battles or trade Pokemon and all that stuff. And it was just a lot of fun. It's like I met a lot of people and made new friends and stuff. And it was like really different for me, like just interacting with people when I moved school so many times mm-hmm. and I'm actually making friends this time because of a game that I've been playing by myself like throughout school <laughs> like it's just like over the years that is so cool and that that's one of the things that I love so much about Pokemon because when you think about it like yeah, Courtney, you and I met at work. I saw your your Nerdmobile. The first mm-hmm. conversation that we had was about Pokemon. Mm-hmm. The conversation that we had that brought the three of us together was about Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Like, there's something so cool that Pokemon does to adults who grew up playing it that I can't think of another another outlet that does the same. You know, I'm not building deep, strong friendships because we started talking about SpongeBob. (laughs) You know, um, I'm not building deep, strong friendships because we talked about playing checkers or Yu-Gi-Oh. It's there's something about Pokemon that that really brings people together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But yeah, no, Pokemon just there for throughout my basically my whole entire life and for the future too. I don't see myself dropping it at all at any time. Um so cool. But yeah. <laughs> I'm excited <laughs> for like all the future Pokemon games. Um, yeah. that would come out. But continuing on, um the next game is a uh, Fire Emblem. So basically, I haven't really played any of the older Fire Emblems yet. Um I have a okay. few of them. Um that I'm trying to get through. Um, but I played a lot of the newer ones. Yeah. So one of the other ones I played um, for the 3DS, it was a remake, it was uh, Fire Emblem Echoes. Yeah. Um, what was it? that With that, when it first came out, I didn't realize it was a remake. And then I did some more research on it. And I was like, oh, okay, this is a remake. Because I was like um, so used to like the newer ones. And then when right. I came across this one, I was like, oh, okay. And I really liked it. It was very different from the, the newer ones that came out. Um, but yeah, no, with Fire Emblem, it's just like, it was, it held like a special place for me because I've never really played like a tactical game like this. And I love tactical games. And this one just stuck with me. Every time, uh, like, I see new Fire Emblem game coming out, I'm like, I gotta get it, I gotta get it. And then Jordan actually, um, 
what was it got me oh, what was it jordan you had to drive all the way down to another town to grab it yeah i i, I drove down to uh palmdale to get nice it was some of the older ones they were re-releasing for the switch um i'm blanking on it all i know is i'm really jealous about that <laughs> package now because all right so yeah. this special edition first of all i found it one day when i was looking for stuff to buy on like offer up and people were scalping this thing for like a hundred dollars right and i assumed courtney knew about it right but i was like we're gonna buy it if she didn't have it already and uh so regardless i i I texted her i was like hey do you have this yet you know and she didn't even realize it was coming out wow so i was like oh my god so i hopped on gamestop.com i was looking around through at all the stores so yeah i reserved it at the gamestop i booked it down to palmdale reserved it you know picked it up for fifty dollars and i'm really mad at courtney or more specifically, I'm mad at the industry because this special edition is the coolest thing I've seen ever. We have met in person, right? <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> Love you too, boo. Um, no, it was, it was really cool. It came with like a physical soundtrack, which is really rare now. Nice. Half the time you get like a downloadable deal. It came with, like, I want to say an art book, but the grand prize, the grand prize is an NES cartridge with the game label on it, but the cartridge is made of glass. Whoa. So it's like, you can, like, display this glass NES cartridge, and it's so amazing. I wish I could get one for other games. I was going to say, this is super, super cool. That's so dope. Yeah, like I wish I could get one for like Castlevania or something like that. Right. It's it's really insane. Um really mad they haven't done that more. Well, see, and that's something that you would see more from like a limited run. Yeah. You know, where they like throw in like when limited runs did the uh, Zombies Ate My Neighbor special edition like it was crazy cuz you had the game and then you had a green I think it was a Super Nintendo cartridge. Um, Mm -hmm. Then you could also get like t-shirt, art books, stickers, and the water gun from the game. Like that's cool. So that's the kind of thing you would see from a company like that, you know. And and I hope some companies continue to do that. Yeah, I also remembered uh, the name of it. Um, It was a Fire Emblem Shadow Dragon and the Blade of Light, and the special edition was uh, for like the 30 year anniversary basically um but yeah no it's just like a super cool thing that uh i'm very glad that jordan found for me and just came across like i like i would have been super upset if i found out later and i would have had to buy it from a scalper i've been like crushed Oof. but i would have bought it <laughs> but yeah totally um but continuing on uh the next one is not a game but it's like game genres um i'm really into horror games and just like gory horror gory uh scary games basically um you said horror games right yeah horror just wanted to be clear yeah horror. sorry i i can't speak no. english <laughs> come on courtney I'm keep sorry. it clean 
<laughs> but yeah. This is a family-friendly podcast. <laughs> I know I do. Ah, oh, shit. Just, oh. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. Um, see, okay, when it comes to scary games or just like anything in general with like scary, gory or anything, um, I'm like a kind of chicken when it comes to scary games, but I love mm-hmm. scary shit. Um, what was it? I watched my uncle and my uh, stepdad play a lot of uh, Dark Souls, like through all the Dark Souls and Bloodborne. Um, and then I watched my uncle a lot play Outlast, like all the Outlast games. Um, uh, there's a few others that I'm blinking on. And then like all the gory games that he would play that I'll play Left 4 Dead and just like, you know, this just that general genre like it just kind of like yeah. shaped me to like really like that uh genre of like like i don't even know how to explain it words but yeah um it really got me into like scary movies too i love scary movies but when i go to the movies and watch a scary movie i like i'm always like somewhat covering my eyes but i'm like i gotta watch this because i love this <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah no it's just like it's just like a part of uh it's just a part of me now that like I didn't like before, but now I love it, basically. It just kind of grew on me. Ah, uh, that is so cool. Yeah. And good good to know that you're into those when we eventually do a, a horror game for the YouTube channel. Yeah. Uh, you know, I am not a huge fan of horror games because I'm got kind of the same thing. Like, I'm scared, but I'm still, like, into it. It's kind of like when I go to you know, Halloween Horror Nights, mm-hmm. something like mm-hmm. that, you know, it's like, yeah, like, what, like, I'll be walking through, I'm like, why do I do this to myself? And then on the other side, I'm like, that was amazing! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> you know, but you know what's not scary? Hmm. For our wonderful listeners to hit the subscribe button on the podcast and follow us on Instagram at cross-platform media and follow us on Twitter at cross platform co that's cross platform c o yeah i guess <laughs> jordan all right so for uh my games that shaped me um i'm gonna be picking stuff from right around the high school era of my life that's when i really kicked up my uh my addiction so um, it was like last year about Okay. Just no, it was like six years ago now. It's crazy. Ew. Yeah, man. I started high school ten years ago. That's that's odd. That's crazy. I I was done with high school almost eleven years ago. Yeah, but you're old, so I mean <laughs> <laughs> Nah, I'm kidding. So high school days? You're cute, you're cute. Um oh, so yeah, high school days. That's when I really like kicked it up a notch, you know. I, I didn't really do a lot at school i didn't really care for it you know i think just like everyone else well i wasn't exactly mr popular what you know i know trust me um i definitely wasn't as dangerous as i am now but um (laughs) no i mean my school was chill there wasn't like bullying or anything but it for the most part i just kind of kept to myself and my group you know totally um so it it really like switched when after school I would go home and hop on Xbox Live and I had 
a massive amount of friends I would just like talk to and play games with. And, you know, I feel like that's the story for a lot of people. Um, so yeah, uh, some of the games that shaped me definitely at that point were I, I'm definitely going to give the award to the fallout nice. games. Um, three new Vegas four, I guess. Um, even, even the, uh, the originals one and two of the point and click boys, those weren't pretty good. I think those kind of just like shaped how I like my media to be now. Uh, like when I'm writing something, I, I, I definitely think back to like fallout and, I think about how great the world building was and like how much flavor there was to the world around you, even in something so desolate. Um, and I, I try to put that into whatever I'm doing. Nice. Yeah. And then uh, even for, for instance, like, like dark souls, I know I, I talk about these games way too much. You like dark souls. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. Uh, yeah. I don't know if I've ever. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I, I put countless, countless, countless hours into Dark Souls, you know? Is that the game that you need the help of your girlfriend? I think it is. Got it. Okay, so that's... Okay, go ahead. You know, you're just wasting your breath. You know I edit this, right? He <laughs> <laughs> got us. He got us. <laughs> Getting so meta. So, uh, yeah, I mean, same deal. I mean, there's all these games that tell this amazing story and build this beautiful yeah. world. And... I, I think that all kind of plays into, um, you know, what I do or what I try to do, I should say. So with your games, it's they they they've shaped you because they're great games and they've kind of got you into that genre. But they've also shaped you because they've inspired the way that you like to create. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, on top of them just being like insanely yeah. fun. There's a reason why I'm drawn to them so right. much. There's a reason why I don't stop talking about Dark Souls. There's a reason why I'm replaying them now. Uh, even 10 years later, after Dark Souls 1 came out, I'm still in the other room trying to fight the last boss tonight. Nice. You know? Um, and it's it's just, uh, yeah. They, they kept my attention and held it well. And uh, I think they contributed to, uh, to, to me. That's awesome. As a person. And they they've made you more dangerous. Oh, absolutely. Oh yeah. yeah that is so cool to hear. And you know, really to to kind of give that backstory, if you will, of why we are the way that we are. You know, with mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. with Courtney and I in similar you know, uh, school dynamics, you know, with Pokemon being there and with you in the way that you are inspired to create new things with these games. It is really awesome. And these are even these are stories that we, to my understanding, haven't even shared with each other prior to the podcast no like you know as i was sharing my story about pokemon uh it, it kind of dawned on me that for for as much as we have fun with pokemon i don't think i ever shared with you guys why pokemon means so much to me yeah that a lot of that was really uh new to me yeah and and we caught it on 
We caught it all on tape. You almost said on video. You almost yeah, said video. I almost, I almost <laughs> said video. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Even worse, I almost said film. And and that's also really cool because this conversation is, in a sense, uh, for this episode in particular, this conversation is kind of, kind of for us first, and and then for the listeners. And the listeners are hearing these stories for the first time with us and once again one of those elements of why i love what we do so much for cross-platform media because it's going to build that community and for people who are listening to this podcast that will be hopefully be at our first event you know they they may think of this episode and think like oh you know what you said courtney about pokemon I was in the same boat as you or Mm -hmm. Jordan, the way that dark souls has inspired you. I'm the same way. Can you, can you read the short story that I put together? You know, that'd be so bomb. Oh my God. Right. You know, and, and all of this is to aid in our, um, in our mission to building community. You know, that's why our slogan uh, for cross-platform media is a place to build community across all platforms. Is that what that is? I've never really paid attention. <laughs> yes. Cool. Good job, Jordan. Good job. Awesome. Well, awesome. Thank you guys for, for sharing those great stories and to put a nice, neat bow on top of this podcast. Like the ones that they put on cars? The big ones? Yes. Exactly like oh, those. I those ones. <laughs> I want to buy I want to buy one to put on my car at all times. <laughs> <laughs> like just at the Walmart parking lot, just throw it on there. And Can you imagine the, yeah, exactly the <laughs> confusion? Like who gifted that? But Jordan's beat up on <laughs> Wait, no, hold on, hold on. Sidebar. I hate to sidetrack us, but you know I love Do to you? sidetrack us. Bigfoot. <laughs> so, I've always said, I want a DeLorean. But, you know, the car from the Back to the Future. What's Back mad. to the Future? Is that, is that like a board game? Sure. Okay, go on. <laughs> you want a DeLorean? Um... I want a DeLorean, right? But they're expensive. They're old cars. Yeah. My dreams are closer to coming true. No. The DeLorean Motor Company just announced that they're coming back this year. Dude. Really? Fully electric vehicles. DeLoreans. That's amazing. That's actually cool. Might have to cop. I'm not gonna lie. You might catch me in a DeLorean next year. That <laughs> is awesome. I can't even imagine what the price tag is gonna be on that thing. Oh, it's gonna be ridiculous. That's it's gonna be so gross. Terrible, terrible. Oh, absolutely. But that's gonna be pretty sweet, and I really hope that you get your hands on one of those. Oh yeah. So, going back to that nice sweet bow. Let's head into some recommendations. Yay! Yay! So, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so for this week, I'm going to recommend a book, another book, <gasps> but not just 
any book. Yes, I recommended Three Laws Lethal uh, because I think it's a fantastic um, science fiction book. He's recommending it again. Three Laws Lethal 2. No, I'm just kidding. There's no sequel. Uh, It's Four Laws Lethal. It's Four Laws Lethal. So this book, I think everybody, and I'm not being facetious when I say this, I think that every adult should read this book or listen to this book at least the first three chapters. Interesting, interesting. It, it is called How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. This book was written in, I want to say, the 30s, so I will. It's a collection of principles that were taught in classes and also kind of like testimonial stories, if you will, of people who have taken the class and applied what they learned to their lives, share their stories, etc., etc. So the reason I think that everybody should read this book is because the principles that it teaches are so shaping to one's worldview and Mm -hmm. the way they conduct themselves conduct business and also treat other people i have personally applied many tactics that i've learned in this book at my own job and there have been numerous times where we have a customer who is upset over a service And some things I've actually just kind of repeated word for word uh, because I didn't know what else to say. And I was kind of like panicking and it really defused the situation. And uh, for, for example, uh, one person needed a, um, a special time frame for one of their appointments. And that message did not get through. so when i was the one handling that call and she was very upset because it happened all this was the second time it happened and so i was talking to her and i apologized and i said i would also be very upset about this if i was in your position i totally understand this is what i can do for you i'm going to put the note now in in the system if it happens again and i repeated my name three times and i told her if this happens again you can tell them that i spoke to you and told you that the situation would be handled now if you choose to come back i can assure you once again this was the third time i repeated my name if you come back I can reassure you that this will not happen again and it's already been handled for you. After that, her demeanor had completely dropped and she said, you know what? Thank you so much. I didn't want another apology. I wanted something to be done and I will be back. That's awesome. Like, and and it's not, this isn't a book to where you just like repeat these phrases and you become something special like the whole the whole thing about this uh endeavor is 
don't do it unless you can genuinely do it. And when I was speaking to her, leveling with her, I meant every single thing that I said. I just learned how to say it in a in a more pointed, professional, and understanding way. Okay. And uh, that's what a lot of this book teaches, is uh, genuinely take an interest in other people. Because people can smell a phony from a mile away. So... How to Win Friends and Influence People. I listen to it every year. Um, I've listened to the book three times now. And I'm actually currently listening to it again as my my fourth go through of the book. I think it's important that anybody listens to it. And if you do, it's one of those books when you hear people say, uh, this is something that I listen to every year. This is something that I read every year. This is one of them. This is an every year book for anybody. And yeah, those are skills that can help anyone, yep. anywhere. Exactly. So, Courtney, what are you recommending for us this week? I'm recommending another webtoon Yeet. that... Huh? Oh, uh, I thought you were like, E, like, oh, not another one. <laughs> I was like, oh. Um, so this webtoon that I'm, <laughs> this webtoon that I, um, am recommending is called Down to Earth. It's, um, it's still an ongoing webtoon right now. It just started the second season nice. of it. Yes. So very exciting. Woo. Um, basically it's this alien girl. Her name is Zadia. Um, she crashes onto this planet. She ran away from home basically, and she wants to live. As, like, a normal human. Okay. Um, she like crashes into the backyard of this one guy, uh, side character. His name is Cade. Um, and he agrees to help her. And he basically tries to teach her how, teaches her how to do things on Earth and, like, learn the language and, like, how to make, like, a living. There's, like, he's, like, explained there's, like, multiple things that you can make a living on Earth, not just, like, one or two things. And while he goes to work, um, she stays at home, like, does chores, learns how to, like, clean dishes, like, just basically, like, regular household things so she can, like, keep up after herself. Yeah. And she learns how to, like, cook foods, too, so she can cook for herself. And then that she also takes care of a cute little cat, too. It's adorable. And they fall in yeah. love. Oh, I don't know. Um, that's what I'm getting uh, from okay. this webtoon, though. Um, well, it already hinted to it. Of course. I'm just like, hmm, hmm. I won't say too much just in case if anyone wants to read it. Um, but there, there, there's, there's just a lot to it that I really like about it. Is there some budding so, yeah. romance? Um, you could say that. Do they find but... each other endearing? Would would do they look at each other deeply in the eyes and think you're the bomb? Dot com. Um, in their dreams. There you go. And, and and actually just like in their dreams. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> literally in their dreams. In the dreams. <laughs> but yes, uh, that's the webtoon I'm recommending. That's um, awesome. I really like it, yeah. that you, These webtoons that you've been recommending are so wholesome. Oh, I have tons more that i would like to recommend but i'll i'll recommend a few like each week and stuff that's awesome and uh what was this called again uh down to earth that's awesome 
Very cool. And it's by it's by Pookie Senpai. Pookie Senpai. That's the artist's uh, pen name that she goes by on Webtoon. I like Pookie it. Pookie Senpai. Very anime. I love it. Yes. And uh, Jordan, what uh, what do you have for us? I hope it's dangerous. Um. Well, I will be recommending a show on Netflix called Murder. Dun dun dun. <gasps> Uh, dangerous enough. That uh, sounds pretty dangerous. Let's see where this is going. <laughs> um, so it's actually, it's actually, it's a comedy. I was, oh my gosh, um, I was just about to say it's a comedy. <laughs> no, literally, it's, it literally, is that's a awesome. Um, so it's actually, it's an adaptation from a, a British TV show called. I'm blanking on the name. It's something, something to that extent. Um, it's not called Murderville. It's okay. something else. Uh, in fact, let me just Google that before we Killing Town. I'd rather, I'd rather, <laughs> I'd rather come off as credible. Okay, it'll be a first. Yeah. Side note that you can edit out later. I love the playful mm-hmm. like banter and shit talking that we have to each other. Oh yeah, I'm I'm such a big I fan. love it. Uh okay, I cool. found it. If you want to like take Yeah, I'm I'm just going to restart. Oh. Um okay. So yeah. Um I will be recommending a show that just dropped on Netflix called Murderville. <gasps> it's a uh, it's based off of a British show called Murder in Successville. Um So basically, the premise of the show is Will Arnett stars as a detective. He's a, you know, a homicide detective. And each episode, um, a guest celebrity detective comes on the show. Um, for instance, in the first episode, they have Conan O'Brien as as the celebrity detective That's in training. Um, yeah, later throughout the show, they have later throughout the show, they have like uh, Marshawn Lynch and Ken Jeong. Um but regardless, so the premise of the show is they set up this murder and they, they have these very like cartoony um, situations that they stumble uh-huh. into and they have, th- they have these very cartoony suspects, right? Um, and it's all set up. They have all of these situations ready, but the guest detective doesn't have a script. Oh, interesting. So the whole so it's it's a really meta show where the whole time they're going through this super cartoony world, but the guest detective has is having to improvise to keep up with what's happening. Huh. And the whole time they need to be taking notes because at the end of each episode they have to decide who murdered the victim. That is so cool. Um for instance, I'm just going to tell you one of the jokes because I like it so much. Um, So one of the setups is a magician's assistant is murdered. Of course. Um, They show up at the, at the stage and she's in the box where you saw the assistant in half. Uh Uh-huh. And the, here's the twist. She was actually sawed in half. Oh, Um, (laughs) so, um, I mean, the the joke play, the joke plays out that like, they're like, why didn't you just stop sawing? And he's like, well, someone switched out the fake saw with the real saw. Oh gosh. And, 
they're like, but but how did you not know she was dying? And he goes, well, her safe word was, don't stop. And what she actually said was, oh my god, you're sawing me in half. Uh, so it's 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 just that kind of like stupid uh you know it's 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 almost dumb fun, i love it's, it it's 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 definitely worth the watch for sure oh bad okay you you've sold me on it like after tonight's recording i'm gonna go pull up the first episode i really hope uh, yeah it, this is going down i love it uh and that's on netflix right that is awesome well that is so cool and guys thank you so much for listening to this episode of the cross platform media podcast tweet at us follow us on instagram make sure to subscribe to us on the itunes podcast and on soundcloud as well and leave a review let us know what you think of us if you want to uh, sing our praises or if you simply just want to just tell us how ridiculous we are and how ridiculous jordan let, is leave that to twitter let, uh, just let yokum know how much you hate him there you go it just let it all let it just let it all out just let it all just, out uh, also try to convince him not to expose me please there you go very appreciated <laughs> and, dude you're, you're so dumb and, uh, oh my god your mom is gonna get you in so much trouble oh you're done exposed there's gonna be a 2020 oh, no. segment on it <laughs> <laughs> awesome well guys we will see you again very soon bye, bye.